And we're going to be doing a Closets Classics back from January 29th of 2003. Um, enjoy. It's got a lot of, you know, this is when we didn't have an outro or an intro uh, to our show. And uh, and also it kind of is a basic, uh, uh, one of the basic shows of what we seem to refer to a lot. So hope you enjoy it and we'll see you next week. 21st century humanity. Exploring space, searching for answers to dangerous questions. In space, no one can hear you scream. But if you have a modem, you can listen to WCBN live over the World Wide Web at www.wcbn.org. Good evening. You are tuned in to another edition of the award-winning 30-year-old Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3, Radio Free Ann Arbor. I'm one of your hosts, Christy Cardinal. And I am the other host, Dan Burns. And I want to say hello to Norm, our engineer tonight. Hi, Norm. Hey. (laughs) Norm always does a great job. That's right. And he brought in a great uh, piece of music for us to listen to. We're not going to play it on the air because... We got lots of stuff to talk about. Oh my gosh, we got tons of stuff to talk about. But the uh, it's called Fag Jazz, which I just had to put out there. That sounds really like a really fun thing to listen to. Exactly, definitely. So, and I just mentioned Fag Jazz. Speaking I'll say it again because it's fun to say too. <laughs> <laughs> Such a hoot. Oh my gosh! And I also want to kind of mention that. Um, so did uh, you read your email at all this week about all the votes that um, Dancing Queen got? Uh, I didn't see that email, Dan. <laughs> oh, they must have mailed it directly to me. So how many votes did Dancing Queen get? Um, I'm sure it was close to 30,000. I was just swamped with the uh, the one email. I mean, the uh, <laughs> we had one email. Someone's like, I vote for Dancing Queens. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Excellent. Well, exactly. then, if it, one is better than none. That's right. Yes, we have to use Dancing Queen. <laughs> sadly. Although I will say, just like I said last time, that that if we have to have an ABBA song, that would be the one. That would be the only one I could live with. That's fine, and it's only good for one year. That's right. Next year we're changing it. <laughs> exactly. And I'm going to have my friend email in <laughs> and vote for a song, much like you had your friend email in. That's right. Exactly. So, and um, in fact, there's even a softball team out there um, called Dancing Queens. So I just really? want to kind of put that out there. Yeah. Is it a boys or a girls team or co-ed? It's a girls team. And um, uh, it's a team that I used to cheer for all the time. And then they um, uh, changed and their name. And a short skirt and pom-poms and everything? Well, I did. I was known as Dan Dan the super fan. <laughs> <laughs> And at the very, very last softball that made game. my day. <laughs> exactly. Because um, I used to show up to every single softball game. And I, we used to get the the crowd cheer. I used to get the crowd cheering and things like this. And they were just like, holy moly. I mean, even more than Lavender Lounge. I mean, Lavender Lounge, they have the, the drums and right. the whistles and the clickers and um, all these different things. Well, we would just use our voice and, and do different things. And... There was this one point where they um, 
and I don't know, I heard somebody, I went to like some baseball game, maybe it was a Tigers game or something, and I heard um, someone in the crowd uh, yell at the umpire saying, you know, or not the umpire, yelling at the player, you were robbed, you were robbed, just furious about it. And so I went to the softball game. Now, the thing is, is the Dancing Queens um, used to lose every game. It was like every day. Too busy dancing. Yeah, right. It's right, exactly. And um, so when the umpire would like, when they would like, someone would catch like a fly ball or something like this, and it was like an obvious out. I would just used to, to yell, "You were robbed! You were robbed!" Re- you know, really loud and things like this. And people would just like, "Oh, whatever," <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And, and um, well, one time I was too busy talking to someone who showed up, and we we're kind of catching up. And someone yelled at me, you know, Dan, what was she? And I yelled, robbed, like this or whatever. Well, then it started um, changing that I would then start saying, what was she? And the entire crowd would yell, robbed, like this. And it was just a riot. So we would just, it was so much fun. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, so the very last, um, uh, I guess, game of the season I uh, came in, uh, I had uh, like a coat on, it was kind of a warm day, and they're like, why well, does he have a coat on or whatever, and at the very end of the game, I w- they were like losing or something, and says, I'll give you some inspiration, you can do this or whatever, and I took off my coat, and a red cape, like, you know, like, oh, I don't know if it was like 10 feet, came out of the back of my coat, and I put on um, some goggles or whatever, red goggles, and I was, and I pretend I was flying, and um, and I guess people can't really see me, you know, pretending I'm Superman on the radio. Okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> and, um, I appreciate it myself. Oh, oh my goodness, and so they were, uh, um, and I and they just started all laughing and they said, "Oh my God, if Dan can do that, you know, be you know Dan Dan the super fan and actually show up in costume, we could at least try to win the game." And but it was still fun. But now, well, did the, they win the game? Well, I can't remember. Like I don't think they were. They they won the game, but. Um, the past two seasons, because that was like several seasons ago. The past two seasons, they have actually won the champion, the the championship. See, it was because of the super fan. That's moment what at the it end was. Of the season two years ago. That's right. <laughs> exactly. It even spurred them on. Yes. Absolutely. So that's kind of how it, they became because they won the name. That was really funny. They, they wanted to name the team, and so there was like Dan. We got to come with some something with Dan and. Dan's a queen, so dancing, dancing queen. queen. <laughs> and I threatened that I'm going to bring like a boombox or something someday and play ABBA. Dancing queen. <laughs> they, they, they threatened if you do, we're not playing where our where our games are played ever again. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. But that is um, funny. Speaking of games. Well, really oh. quickly, while you're speaking okay. of games, I just want to quickly mention. Um, I'm glad you brought up sports because as spring is getting nearer, more sports are going to be happening. Right. And we would love to have a queer sports correspondent on call. Yes, yes. We've wanted one for over a year. And Definitely. no one has stepped up to the plate, um, literally and figuratively. Yeah, I was going to say, what was that so play? if you are a queer athlete in the Ann Arbor area, please give us a call or email us or drop us a regular mail letter. Um, and you can do that in three different ways. It will obviously, all of those ways have their own way to do it. <laughs> um, sorry. It's okay. You can call us at the station yep. at 763-3500. That's in the 734 area code. Right. Or you can leave us a message at... 734-485-9582. 
Okay. We can neither one of us can seem to get that number correct. <laughs> yeah, four eight five nine five eight two. And you can email closets, C L O S E T S at umish dot edu. Right. That's pretty easy. That is. Um and you can write, send us regular mail at two different addresses. Right. Depending on, you know, your preference. Right. You can send mail to Closets, care of WCBN, at 530 SAB, Ypsilanti, Ann Arbor, Michigan, <laughs> Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48109, or to our post office box on the other side of town. See, we like to spread it around. That's right. You'll notice that our one, the station phone number is an Ann Arbor number. Yep. The message number is an Ypsi phone number. That's right. We have two addresses. The second address is P.O. Box 980070, right. Ypsilanti, Michigan, 48197. 98, right. 98. Exactly. I got zip code problems. <laughs> I've, I can't well, get all right. Well, most of it is four eight one nine seven, so I, I can see where you put where you yes, can make that. Yes, but Dan, I live in the four eight one nine eight. Oh, and I should have known that. Oh man. Well, so, the way I always remember it is that the beginning of the PO box is starts with a nine eight, and then we're the seventieth mailbox. So PO box nine eight zero zero seven zero, Ypsilanti, Michigan four eight one nine eight. Oh. Yep. That's how I remember it. Interesting. At least that's what the postmaster or the person that gave me the the thing says. This is where you can remember it. And I went, <gasps> and I've remembered it ever since. She showed me. She told me that. Right. So that's that's pretty clever. I'll yes. try and get down. I'll try to get behind that. Exactly. I'll try to remember that. Um, so you were saying, speaking of games... Well, there was a big game that happened a few days ago. Oh, yeah. The Super Bowl. That's right. And um, I was going to pick your brain. Because I couldn't remember what the bet was <laughs> that we had. I can't either. Oh! And okay. it's a good thing we record the shows because we could go Oh, uh, when I broke that CD by accident, I sat on it. Oh, well, man. That's cause, well, good, because um, I, 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 I was... <laughs> no, actually. Well, okay, you lost. Oh, did that what happened? Oh, okay. Oh, do you mean I won? I can't remember how it was. Did you go for Raiders? Uh, I was voting for the Raiders. I was betting for the Raiders, and you were voting for the Bucks. Oh. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers trounced the Oakland Raiders. Okay. Well, I'm going to do something very uncon- unconventional. Hey, um, Norm, I just happened to have last week's CD. Can you, like, listen to it? And I think it was toward the end, wasn't it? It was, no, it was kind of in the middle. In the middle? And find out if you can, if we can figure out where that is on here and then maybe play it? Dang. As if Norm doesn't have enough to do. I know. We're bringing him in here. Last week we made him play a record, an actual record. And CD. Oh, and he's not even listening to our show. (laughs) Right around this, I think somewhere about um, maybe a quarter of the way in to half the way in, where we're talking about the Super Bowl. And, the, and we're trying to figure out what the bet was that we made. Thank you, Norm. He is so neat. He is neat. You He's know. a very helpful, helpful, helpful engineer. Exactly. That's what engineers are good for, I tell you. Yes. And in He's fact, one, just one before, the best. before the show got started, Beth, who's an old-time CBNer and is trying to come back, mm-hmm. wanting to come back, yeah. um, called us the Closets Collective. Yes. Which I think that I enjoy. <laughs> I like that. It brings me back to my feminist roots a little bit. Oh, okay. The collective. The collective, yeah. Part of a collective. Yes. Oh, Where that's right here. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. 
<laughs> she just said thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I think that's excellent, and I'd be more than happy to be part of the Closets Collective. We could maybe brew our own beer and <laughs> and uh, sell um, yogurt cheese. And there stuff. you go. Yeah, yeah. And now Beth's like, now why am I trying to get back here? <laughs> I don't want to be around these people. That's right. Welcome back, Beth. Yeah, welcome back. So, so I don't remember what the bet was, um, but I only got to see bits and pieces of the game because I was at a retreat for oh, work. Oh, that's right. And they were anti Super Bowl. No. You know, well, I work with some other some yeah. anti male yeah. aggressive sports folks. Yeah. And I can I support them in that yeah. choice, but I love the Super Bowl. So. so I went to I went to a Super Bowl party, and in fact, this is something I forgot to tell you I wanted to bring up tonight. So, oops, I kind of didn't tell you about this. Um, well, it's fine. Let's talk about it. I went to a gay Super Bowl party, and with I a gay to man. I went with you next year. Okay. Well, it was okay. We'll do a remote for the show. Okay, that'd be great. Okay, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Okay, they would love that. Um, and it was just, it was like a club that, um, a friend of mine belongs to. And so I just, they said, why don't you come along? Cause they, they'd love you to, to be there. And I was like, okay, great. So, um, cause I've been to their card parties and things like that. And, um, and I went there and it was really kind of funny that, um, the beginning of the football uh, game, there was a few people actually watching it out of like the 30 of us that were there. Um, maybe like five, a handful was watching the show and the rest were all in the living room, um, not in the family room where the football game was going on and just catch it up on, on stuff or whatever. And there was an actual comment that was made that, oh, I just can't stand you femmes. Um, I'm going to go into the football, I'm going to go into the family or the family room with all the butch men. And I just, we all kind of like looked at him like just because we're talking about, um, Celine Dion and what she was wearing <laughs> does not necessarily mean or that one of us apparently has a connection with Patti LaBelle or uh, um, Aretha Franklin um, uh, with her. She's apparently going on, one of them are going on tour soon and some one of our friends is go, is designing her outfits or something. And... And he just couldn't deal with it, and he leaves the room in in a, in a huff. That I was just like, "What? Like, what is this all about?" And then there was issue. I mean, there was just like, I started realizing. And then uh, um, someone else who was there, who I knew from their past life, um, used to be a drag queen, and apparently they're upset with him because he's not a real man because he used to be a drag queen. And I, I was like, I've never heard these things. I mean, I've never been in a in an all gay male um, group that is, you know, there to bond and have fun. And because I've been to these things before, and like card games and things like that, and card nights, and they've been lots of fun. I mean, really accepting group of guys, and just, I mean. But I'm hearing about how he's not a real man because he's not a real man because um, they found out that he used to be a drag queen. Um, that and then the comment was made about you know I'm sick and tired of you femmes. I'm gonna go with the real men who are butch watching the football game. I was like, this is really divisive, and I haven't heard those things in like a really long time um, from folks. And I just wondered like what your thoughts wow. are on that. I'm stunned. I mean, your face was really... <laughs> I'm really stunned. It was. 
I mean, well, I have the first thing I want to say is shame on them. Yeah. Just shame on them. I mean, that to me, it was like, that's the whole reason why our, our community is falling apart like it is, that there's no sense of community because of attitudes right. like that. Right, because of pe- people saying things like that to each other. Um, there, I personally feel, and there's room for everyone at our mm-hmm. table, yeah. and come on. Yes. I don't care if you used to wear a dress or you've never worn a dress. Or, right. You know, and when you spend... <laughs> When you spend so much time obsessed with another person's genitalia and their definition of what their identity is, you you're the one with the problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, how c- the very definition of a drag queen is that it's a man. Well, hello. Yeah. I mean, it's an illusion that they're putting right. together. That it's, they're right. doing it enter- for entertainment. And I think you bring up a good point that it's the very <laughs> thing that's wrong. One of the very things that's wrong with our community. I think that that's just ridiculous yeah. that uh, I don't know. I think that that was it the same person? No. It no. wasn't the same person. No, apparently no. It was um no, it was totally two different uh factions Well of I the wonder what's going on with them. Yeah. I wonder if maybe that one guy who was like you're not a real man mm-hmm. is maybe questioning his gender identity in some way. And he might be. And yeah. it's really a tough place for him to be. I mean, we say that about folks who are very homophobic and things like this, that, you know, oh, yeah. it must be that, you know, they're fighting that inner gayness or whatever, right. um, their same-sex attraction issues. But I, that may be the exact same thing with this situation, where maybe they're struggling with their own gender identity. Uh, and I think that it's awful that... Oh, we have it? No, not yet. Oh, okay. I think um, that it's awful that that we, you know, crap all over our own community like that. And and I I was so stunned I was and I was so stunned I was silent I mean it, it was like yeah um, how do you respond yeah and 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 how divisive that was I mean I I've always joked with friends of mine about when we go to the Eagle and um and it's like you know what these leather men are just ex drag queens <laughs> you know they decided they can't they don't look good in a dress so now they're going to be able to put on leather right they're going to wear tight leather pants right exactly and I've always joked about that but it didn't really mean any harm in the sense that I really don't care well right you know? there's a difference between making a joke and making a derogatory statement but yeah but this was like an obvious like. And I, I, I just really struggled with that. I, I was been the fast when I was driving home from the party. I was just like, I don't know. I, I, I was like, do I go back and, you know, say something like, you know what, this is not, this is not okay. And you know, this person is just as so much of a part of our community, you know, as everybody else that's here. I'm sure there are other quirks that you know some of us have. Not that being a drag queen is a quirk, but I mean... Or some other choices that we make in our life that may not be yeah. the same choice that you make. Right. You know, um, some people choose to not wear underwear. That's not a reason to... Yeah, exactly. Maybe that is a reason to be their friend. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just was... I, I, I don't know, and I just don't... I'm really sorry that, that you had that experience. Yeah. It sounds like that these guys were folks that you enjoyed spending time with. Oh, I mean, they were just very accepting. I mean, I walked in the door, and there was like 30 guys that just like all greeted me. Like, you know, glad you're here. Really wonderful that you're here. Um, and um, and um, um, and so I was just, just trying to figure out... You know, they were just really great and, and included me in all the reindeer games. No, I you know, it was like I felt really included with the group and really accepted and uh, really encouraged to come back. And 
Um, and it's been like, and it was like there for a couple times, and I've only been there like two or three times. But this last time, it was like, wow, the honeymoon is over. Now I'm really seeing the uh, what's really going on. But I feel it's a microcosm to what's really going on in our whole Absolutely. community. So I really don't want to blame that group, like, oh, this one little group. Well, yeah, and I think that it kind of speaks to the trans, uh, the transphobia, which I don't really know if that's exactly the, what I'm looking for, but the like kind of uh, backlash mm-hmm. that happens in our that's happening in our community about trans folks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really frustrating. Yeah. Because um, I just want to remind everybody that it was a tranny that threw the first brick at Stonewall. Yeah. And don't ever forget that. Yeah. And I think that's really important to keep in mind that yeah. that trannies have always been a part of our community. We just didn't call them what they were. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's really. Yeah. So it's just kind really of a, too bad. Yeah. Exactly. So. So Norm has the bet conversation okay. queued up. Okay. Um. So we're gonna find out. I think it has something to do with Dancing Queen. Yeah, it did. It did. It was something. something. But I couldn't remember the song that you needed. Oh, I did. I remember it, but let's hear it. Okay. Oh, as Norm walks out. Oops. That's Um, okay. We'll wait a minute, Norm. You take care of your business. Did you want the music bet or the football bet? The football bet. I have the football bet. Yeah, the football bet. The football bet. Perfect. The football bet is what we want. Right. Um... Yeah, because I'm, I'm concerned that I bet something I may not want to give up. Because <laughs> I was actually well, pretty certain that Oakland was going to win. Yeah, you know? yep. well, Oakland would have been so cool. I mean, being close to San Francisco and... Um, right. So, yeah, so I think that that would be really cool. Okay. Right, whatever you're ready, Norm. Because it had a lot of life, and it was really attractive to people, and... Yeah. Um, in a lot of different ways. So, okay, now, so uh, today I knew you were going to bring this up. So, and so I found out, so are you for the Buckeyes or the Giants? Did I do that right? No. No! Oh! <laughs> I thought I had it. I thought I had it. Who are the, who? the Buckeyes play for Ohio State. They're a college team. They can't really No, play. okay, then who's the other one? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers, okay, okay. And the Oakland Raiders. Raiders. I think so. It's Oakland. Oh, I think man. The is it? Is Norm? Is Norm giving? Uh, no, me he has no idea. Okay. No idea. It, well, it's Oakland. Okay. Whatever. I don't know what they're. It's probably the Raiders. I was thinking. Or maybe it's the L.A. Raiders and the Oakland. It's not Giants. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I thought I, I had it. The Oakland Raiders. I thought I had it. That was cute though. <laughs> Are way you up. for the Buckeyes or the who did you say? Giants. And Giants. The, Are the Giants a baseball team? Um, yes. The San Francisco Giants. <laughs> it just hit me. But like. there's also the New York Giants are a football team. Oh, oh okay. All right. I can't, I want Oakland to win. Okay. Why? Um, because they've, they've made a very valiant effort at getting to the Super Bowl for the last four years. Oh. And they always get beat by the team that win, like, the, in the playoffs, they get beat by the team oh. that goes on to win the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So I'd like to see them win. And also because they're in Oakland, um... And I'd like to see something good happen to that neighborhood. Oh, hello. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's it. That's why. Well, then, goodness. uh, And I want the Buccaneers. I don't know why. I just do. Because they're in Tampa Bay. (laughs) That's it. That's right. Tampa Bay, Florida. Warm climate, and it's cold outside. We'll see who wins. We should bet. I was going to say, so... um, What kind of creative bet could we come up with? I don't know. I will have to think of something good. (coughs) Okay. If you win, if the Bucks win, 
we can have um I think I'm losing my voice. We can have that crazy ABBA song as our theme song. <laughs> and if I win, we don't ever have to hear ABBA on the radio show. No, again. that's not a good bet. <laughs> okay, you pick what I would get then if I win. Hmm, I don't know. It has to be something good. Oh, I my find goodness. it hilarious that the two of us are sitting here betting on the Super Bowl. <laughs> Exactly. I think we might have lost one of our the, twelve listeners tonight. It's, it's right. Let's talk about some sports. <laughs> exactly. Let's see. Here. Oh no, no, no. That's too cruel. No, come on. If I win, it's this is if I win. Oh, if it's you, if you win, because if, if you win, you get to have that dancing queen as our theme oh, song. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. For one year. For one year. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right. next year's Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, gosh, I don't even know what would be a good song. Um, okay, if I win, if Oakland wins the Super Bowl, I get to have as my as our theme song, um, "Walk on the Wild Side" by Lou Reed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Oh my God. Okay, all right, okay. So, oh my God, I didn't expect okay. that was too funny. It Thanks for play, reminding really her funny. the Buckeyes. That, you know, I don't. That was one of those moments where you know I would listen to this radio show for moments like that. That was really funny. <laughs> and I remembered that I was not feeling good. That's right. I could hear myself sniffling. <laughs> but you I know, we totally should do a best of like a CD or something oh, for and uh, sell it. Yes. I mean, yes. give it away or whatever. Well, use it as a fundraiser for CBN. That's right. Use it as a fundraiser. <laughs> the best of the Closets Collective. <laughs> <laughs> that was really oh, funny. Or it might be the worst, and but anyway. <laughs> or the worst. Yes, the Buckeyes. Uh-huh. So the Buckeyes won. Yes. So not only did I win the bet, but then we also got a, a vote for Dancing Queens. So you want to say that the, that our football bet has to be other things, something else? No, I think that it just supports my my stance that how Dancing Queen is what it is. Dancing Queen's going to be our background music because we bet on it. And Dan, by the way, when we were listening to that clip, said that he thought <laughs> later that his bet sh- or his, what uh, if he would have won, what I would have to give up or what I would have to do would be to wear a dress. <laughs> and obviously, I'd wear a dress on the radio show because nobody would see you. <laughs> I don't think that'd be too too difficult for me. That's right. But if you were to want me to wear a dress on the TV show, that's an entirely different oh, thing. Oh, man. Um, speaking of which, when's our TV show on? Um, it's on every Monday nights at 10.30 p.m. on Channel 17. Or if you miss it, tune in on Friday before you go to the bar at 11.30 p.m. That's right. Right before you go to the bar, you can check us out. I'll have you know that every Friday night at quarter to 12, my phone rings. And it's somebody new in my circle of people that I know, saying, you're on television! <laughs> as if, no, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I think it's funny because it may, I always think, well, as if I would just go sit in a chair in front of a video camera and not expect <laughs> it to go somewhere. Exactly. Like, I don't know it's on TV. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. But the TV show's been very successful so far. Yes. We're doing very good, and I would encourage our listeners to tune into that. And in fact, Dan has a suitor that has a bow. We were not going to put that on the air. (laughs) A bow that has um, began. 
talking about how good Dan looks and wanting to meet him. <laughs> Thanks, Christy. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yes, we, we've gotten all kinds of, of uh, emails due we to have. the TV show. And I just want to say that this was the voicemail I got from Dan after the that uh, <laughs> suitor emailed us. This was it. It was... <laughs> I just can't... <laughs> he just wouldn't stop laughing, and so I really hardly knew it was him. That's right. Exactly. I just I just thought there would be no... So we need to say hi to him. He knows who he is if he's yes, listening. Yes, exactly. We won't em- embarrass just... Dan anymore. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. But nobody said I'm good looking. Oh. Yeah, I'll say that every day now. You're okay. good looking. Thanks. Hey, good looking. Thanks. Um, um, yeah, the TV show's doing really well. I'm really proud of it. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so is the radio show, of course. This is our 30th year. I know. Um, so that'll be a great year to do a Best of the Closets Collective. Yes, exactly. CD. Exactly. I think that's a great idea, Dan. Well, thanks. Thanks. It's, mm, uh, and as easy as it is. As easy as it is to make mistakes when you're talking on the radio, (laughs) as easy as it is to burn CDs these days, that won't even be that big of a project. Right, right. So, great Well, it it would be because we'd have to listen to 52 hours (laughs) of closets that were closed. Okay, you do that part. Okay, thanks. <laughs> and I'll burn it all on this. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll burn the CD. Oh, great, great. Burn the CD. That's excellent. Oh, man. Well, we reached the bottom half oh, of our show. That's right, exactly. Um, you are tuned in to Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. Um, we're here every Wednesday at this time from 6 to 7. We love it, and we love you, and we're glad you're with us. Yes, exactly. I just, really quickly, I know I've been talking almost nonstop for like five minutes, but there's a piece of graffiti on the table here that's been making me giggle. It says, sex rocks. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a piece not too far from it that says, I want the piston sex, which I don't really know what that is. I mean, I know what a piston is in a car. Exactly. Which can give you kind of a visual image of sex, I suppose, her heterosexual sex. Right. For sure, and other forms of penetrative sex. But yeah. because the sports show is before us, I, I just wonder if... <laughs> or is it one of those uh, vibrators that has needs a kickstart or something that's that's right. to get it going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's got a gas-powered engine in it. <laughs> exactly. In any case, I just oh. think that's... Just welcome to our little world. That's right, exactly. With a table of graffiti. So what's up? What do you got going on? You got some dittos. I do, I do. Well, there's some things that I didn't. We went from a laugh into some like more serious stuff. That um, did you hear about the other the new the new game software software or game that just came out? It's called Postal Two. Oh, and that doesn't sound so good. No, no, and apparently it's got the the main character is a postal dude. And you get points um, for either shooting um, uh, minority races, yeah, um, uh, sex workers, uh, or gay people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, you get so many points for doing it. And um, the... Wow. Yeah. And it's going to be released in March. Well, there there is a video game called... uh, Grand Theft Auto. Okay. And I don't know if that you get points for killing 
necessarily gay people, but you do get points for killing other, you know, car thieves. Oh, yeah. And also for having that, then having sex with sex workers and then killing them after. Oh, you you're kidding. Yes, it's a very, very, very popular game. In fact, it has a magazine and it has a CD of the soundtrack that you can get and play in your car or whatever. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding me. Yeah. So So you can now play the CD so you can make it reality. Right. Oh, that's really sweet, right. people. Right. Oh, my gosh. This is just incredible, this yeah. video game you're talking about. And the and the person who created it, um, his last name I think is Desi, D-E-S-I, Vince Desi. He says, well, you don't have to shoot him. <laughs> that's why it's not homophobic. Um, it's because you don't have to shoot gay people. <laughs> you know, it's not a required thing. I was just like, yeah, but, you know, I just said they're like... Well, here's what I got to say. You know what? You don't have to buy that game either. Right, right, exactly. That's, so don't buy that game. Don't so, make any money for him. Right. Well, apparently there's um, somebody from either the Netherlands or... Um, um, I think it's the Netherlands, who um, it's actually on Planet uh, PlanetOut.com that I read read about it, is um, uh, and there's someone actually suing the company, saying how homophobic it is and they need to remove this game and well, not put it in production. So I thought that was a at least a positive note that someone is actually taking a stance. Yeah, I, I mean, I will be the first, probably one of the first people anyway, not the first, to stand up and say that, you know, Excuse me. In certain, for all intents and purposes, video games don't cause acts of violence. Right. But they certainly teach you how to do things. Right. And they certainly, there's a lot of other things that happen. Um, you know, you learn a certain lack of respect for human life. Yeah. When you play video games where you kill people mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Um, so anyway, I well, there was even a study that was done that I noticed. It was on, I think Good Morning America or the Today Show, where they were there was a, a someone doing a uh, a study on kids and playing games or whatever, and that the they actually had a um, you know heart monitoring and they're taking their blood pressure and um, actually and their oxygen level and things like this, and the that kids were actually their heart rate would go up as if they were really in the game playing mm-hmm. it, and and their heart rate would actually raise and. And not that this is a good form of exercise. I'm not encouraging that, but it right. was like, but it was just so how much into the game like they really adrenaline, are. Adrenaline, right? <clears throat> the, well, yes, exactly. Measuring how much adrenaline was going on. Yeah. I was, I was just like, wow. That's I mean, amazing. that's really intense. I have um, a six-year-old nephew who's all about some video games. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not so good because he's six, so he can't read real well yet and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But um, my sister really makes a point of not buying him super, super violent ones. Um, he's not, he can't have, you know, guns or any, you know, toy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He had the most violent one he has is Spider-Man. And that's basically, I mean, you, you do fight, but it's with fists and like he puts his web on people. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like the traditional superhero thing and it's the battle of good versus evil. And it's, this is not good versus evil. No. This is a bad guy. You're playing the role of a bad guy. Right. You know, that's a little bit different. Um, right. I, and I love to actually watch him play video games. He's so cute when he does it. And he's very much involved in what he's doing. Right. You know, right. very much involved. But it's not, for him, and I think it's because of the way that it's talked about in his house, it's really more the sense of accomplishment at winning the game. Mm. Like, you know, getting to the next level on Spider-Man is way more exciting than how many bad guys he beats up mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. process. It's figuring out the maze that gets you there kind of thing. Oh, okay. In any case, um, 
Mm-hmm. Well, like my sister's got one for my nephew, which is teaches history, and so the they have like or or um, how to build a community, and so mm-hmm. they've got to make sure they have the right infrastructure and things like this, and you know, like make sure they've got enough water, enough jobs, right. enough right. <clears throat> excuse me, and um, and but you know, and so there's things that you know how to build a community or how to learn about history and the famous people, the famous uh, countries that were fighting against each other, and and um. And he participates in the battle. Not, um, and actually, he doesn't like, you know, pull out the sword or anything like this. But he chooses which armies, you know, fight right. against each other. And so right. he knows. I mean, he knows a lot about geography now. He knows that he can tell you a lot about the wars of, uh, in different countries and things like that. So I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of other games besides those. Yeah. In any case, I'm glad you brought that to our attention. Yeah. So I just thought, wow, that was kind of upsetting. And then. Okay, the other thing is I attended a... There's some really cool things that I I really am encouraging the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Resource Center on Eastern's campus to start posting some of the cool things they're doing on campus. I really... Because I went to this uh, program called Immersion, and it's it's something that uh, every two weeks they do a topic um, uh, dealing with um, uh, heterosexism. Uh, last, the one that I attended was us versus them. Um, learning about feminism, learning about different parts of the community, basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Many things that we do here on the show. And what they do is they have a guest speaker, talks about 15, 20 minutes, um, and then there's a, um, a table assignment. So everybody at the table has to interact and do a discussion afterwards. And... Um, and so one of the things that I went to was us versus them. And, wow, this is going to be kind of personal. But anyway, so one of my <laughs> things was, well, I just realized as I was bringing it up, I was like, oh, this is going to reveal a little bad okay. side of Dan Burns. I had a, a strong natural preference for thin people. Remember that. Oh, that's right. So you go right ahead with your personal disclosure. <laughs> so, right, exactly. So what happened was we had to do, an assi- do the, our table assignment was to discuss um, and they had a, um, a thing that we had to do, had to complete that said um, you had to go into what about us versus them, and like what do you think about us uh, compared to, uh, to that um, to and how you react to them. So, like, was us and them defined for you? Yes. Okay. Well, um, no, that's the thing. You had to come up with the characteristics. Oh, I see. So, us could be um, queer radio hosts. Right. Okay, right. Exactly. So I just happened to have it with me. That's why I disappeared for a little bit because I happened to have the exercise right here. So, what it would be is that there was two exercises. The first one was because I am, and you had to fill in a major group identity according to your pie chart. Now, the pie chart was split up into the first part of the exercise was that you had to you had a pie chart and you had to divide among eight things what you're most of and what you're least of. So it was like you had to divide yourself between race and ethnicity, national origin, physical ability, religion, gender, age, class, and sexual orientation. And like for instance, like you could say sexual orientation is fifty percent of who I am. So you would d- divide the pie by 50% and say I'm sexual orientation and then divide the other seven with the rest of the pie. So you had to figure out what your what your sections were. And then you would have to fill in these sentences. This is the second part. And it says because I am, and then you fill in one of those four, because I have a major group identity according to your pie chart, 
I have a tendency to, then you fill in the blank, in relationship with, um, uh, with other people who are blank. Um, Almost sounds like the match game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, so what I said at my table is because I am a gay man, I have a tendency to be intolerant and judgmental in relationships with other people who are Christian. And I just, I put it right out there. Um, and it just turned out that the other seven people at my table were Christians. Christian. <laughs> and three of them were shocked that anybody would be against Christianity. Hmm. Absolutely. Like, where in the world would you get that? We are peace-loving people. We would never say anything bad about people. And I said, well, did you hear about what Jerry Falwell happened to say? And right. I said about the 911. See, now that's interesting. You, you know exactly what I was talking about when I said what Jerry Falwell had to say. You know exactly what I was exactly, talking about. Exactly, yeah. Um, Most and those, people I know exactly, <laughs> exactly what you're talking about. She had no clue that Jerry Falwell said that the reason why 911 happened was because of pagans, feminism, a, the Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, and gays and lesbians. And that's why God let it happen. And she was shocked that anybody would say something like that. She says, the po- she says, well, I'm actually Catholic, and the Pope would never say anything like that. Well, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, the Pope declares that gay families are inauthentic. What a word for him to pick. Well, I know. Like, what in the world? Inauthentic? I don't care. Um, exactly. And he was basically, he, was t- he had a speaking engagement, or he was... Um, See, I should read these things a little bit more further before I highlight stuff. But it was just, um, in his strongest condemnation, um, yet of same-sex relationships, Pope Paul, excuse me, Pope John Paul II warned Sunday against inauthentic versions of the family. Um, and he was saying that a union between a man and woman is the only true one in God's eyes. Uh, and... In the Catholic God's eyes. Right, in the Catholic God's eyes. Right, exactly. Um, <coughs> oh, and he said this, and, and, oh, and there was, okay. And the Pope made the comments uh, to coincide with the ending of the Church's World Conference on, family, on Families held in the Philippines, a meeting dominated by exhortations from church officials against divorce, abortion, and same-sex marriages. Hmm. So it was just... Uh, so I just want to put that out there to people. It's like, you know what, it, it's, it's, I do understand that I need to work on my judgmentalness about toward Christians. That when I see people right. in a restaurant or people sitting at my table when I'm at, at a conference or something that stop and pray before they eat, I instantly think that they're Christian and I instantly probably not carry on conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Because I probably, and I think it's a safeguard because there's been so many times in my life that I've dealt, had to deal with Christianity attacking me because I'm a gay man. Not knowing anything else about me or right. the work I do or the stuff that I've done um, that they, I'm instantly judged that because I'm a gay man I'm immoral um, and I'm going to hell. And I've even been called a son of Satan. And so I feel that, that there is that. Um, but, um, and I know I need to do some work on making sure that I understand that not all Christians are like that and that there are, we have many, 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 uh, Christian allies that are, we sure do. and I, I want to mention some of the work that the family, uh, that the American Friends Service Committee, um, AFSC, on, um, is putting together, um, a group called FAN, 
the Faith Action Network um, and talking to people um, and building allies mm-hmm. um, regarding um, LGBT issues. So yeah, that's they're doing some great stuff over there, and yeah. the, the, they're also they're our host. They sponsor us. Yeah, for to the TV be on show. CTN. So, yes. Um, on Channel 17. So you know. Yeah. Yeah, we have to keep that in mind. So I just, I mean, I know I have my own work to do around that, and understanding that um, that we have many allies, Christian allies, and I do want to mm-hmm. acknowledge that, and it's something I need to work on. But I understand that there is a wall that goes up for me immediately that I need to tear down. Right. And then when things like this happen, it was just, it was like a week later. Right. The Pope comes out and says, well, well same-sex marriage, you know, same-sex people are, uh, well, same-sex people, um, couples are illegitimate or inauthentic. It's like, you know what? I am as authentic as you possibly can be. Um, I'm, I'm real. I yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not an illusion. Yeah, you know, and talk, telling me that my love is inauthentic. Um, just burns my socks. Well, that's what we brought this up actually at one point in the past when we talked about uh, uh, marriage ceremonies and and um, you know commitment ceremonies and the rights to marriage and all that stuff. We were talking, you know, people say, "Well, I'm not going because I don't believe in it." Right. What's to believe in? Right. I right. love her. She loves me. Yeah. That's a fact. Yes. There's no, you know, it's not like I'm asking you to have faith. Right. That I love her. Blind faith like you do have in your God. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you, you know what I mean? But, like don't you ha- but isn't love, is, don't you have to take faith that uh, when it comes well, to it's love? Subjective, it's subjective on my behalf that I love someone. Right. But if I tell you I love Norm, right. you have to believe that to be true. And I do love you, Norm. You're all right. Um, you have to believe. You have that. no idea what we're talking you about. You have to know that to be true. <laughs> right? Yes. Y- exactly. You know, you, like you don't get to, you don't get to decide if that's true or not. Right. Right. Because it's not your feeling. Right. So I mean, that's something that I just I struggled with. I struggle with continuously. Yes. I don't believe in it. Exactly. What don't you believe in? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, right, right. And and what is there that you have to believe in? I mean, right. I don't know. Right. It's just, it's very um discouraging to me that that it still is it still is happening and 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 I know that institutions change very slowly. Um but it's just it's it's a very it's a I feel there's a long another 2000 years, maybe even 5000 years before um but we've we have our little we do our little bits of work every day, you know, yeah. and all the time. Exactly. Um, I'm actually taking a class on leadership and innovation right now. Wow. And we have to write a paper on a leader, and I chose Angela Davis, who is a queer African American woman, um, who was an avowed communist in the 70s and and did some time in jail because of her political beliefs. Um, I'm doing that, and someone else in my class is doing Jesus of Nazareth. Wow. So you will see that each and every day, yes. there's a little bit of something we can do. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think that that's, I mean, um, exactly, that just having taken, doing some activism um, every little bit every day. And, I mean, we're mm-hmm. on, you know, we're doing a lot of media stuff, but there's other things that folks can do. Um, Absolutely. You know, and supporting... Um, the, the groups that are going on, you know, in town or, or, um, or like one of the things that they're doing on Eastern's campus is the, um, LGBT alumni association so that when they, yeah, right, 
right on. Eastern Michigan, yeah, that uh, the LGBT Resource Center is doing this. And it's to show, because some of the things that Eastern has said in the past, I'm not saying in the recent past, but in the, some of the excuses that they've given, is that, well, we would lose money from our alumni if we did something like that. So if the, if the LGBT Alumni Association sanctions some of the work that they're doing, like the conference that they put on today about second parent adoption... Um, they can mm-hmm. say, well, which alumni are you talking about? Because we certainly have a strong alumni right. um, here. So um, so I just thought that was uh, so that's some of the work that they're doing. So joining a group like that and saying, yes, I believe in, in the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, kudos, by the way, to the Eastern Michigan University for having a an office of diversity. I yes. think that's an excellent... It's not like, you know, the office of... Uh, Greek affairs. Greek affairs or the office of um, uh, multicultural relations or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like this, we're going to be dealing with diversity and all of its splendor, glory and pain. We're yes. going to be dealing with this. Yes. And so I thought that was really cool when I heard that that was an office there. Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. And um, I mean, in, the, in, in doing your paper, I think, is is also a step in activism. Um, and in fact, uh, I, the, um, this past Monday, um, I was overhearing a conversation uh, that a friend was having with somebody that um, he, he's taking a psychology class and they're talking about s- symptoms of mental illness um, and different psychoses. And um, the gentleman that was talking to the friend of mine stated that he did a paper on George Bush and how psychotic he is with some of his obsessions. And um, he did this at a, you know, and people were just like, what are you doing like this? And having all these issues and up in arms about it or whatever. And the professor said, I'd like to speak to you after class. And the guy's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen here? And the professor says, you know what? I admire your paper. I think it's a great paper, and I look forward to, to, to reading it. It goes to show you're thinking. I don't agree with you. But it goes to show you're thinking and you're looking for something, you know, looking mm-hmm. to really apply this. And so the professor was impressed with it, even though he disagreed with the comments that were being made. Right. So I thought that that was, you know, even doing things like that. Um, Speaking of W, there was kind of an event. We we actually, right before the show, said, what are we talking about? And I said, well, we got to <laughs> talk about the State of the Union. we got to talk about America and the war and all oh, this stuff. Oh, my gosh. And here it is, 10 minutes to go, and we haven't even brought up W. Exactly. And you were worried. <laughs> you were worried we wouldn't have enough to talk oh, about. Oh, my gosh. You know, I do. I do. That's what's so funny. When we went to an hour, I remember panicking, going, Christy, what are we going to do for an hour? And... Look at us tonight. We're not even through half the stuff, half the papers in front of me here. So. It's all good, though. So what would you think of the State of the Union last night? Well, even if I agreed with him, that was a bad speech. Now, what makes it a bad speech? Well, the language that's used, the... Um, I don't happen to be a fan, and I know that this is standard in State of the Union addresses, of the forced applause. Oh, yeah. They're like, I'm going to pause here for you to clap. Mm-hmm. And he seemed to do that a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there was, um, I just had some issues with some of the way that it was constructed, the word, you know, just, it wasn't poetic, it wasn't. But that could also be, you know, fueled by the fact that he talked some serious trash, as far as I'm concerned. Right, right. Um, up there. Um, and because I don't agree with him, I mean, he's bringing back Reaganomics. Oh, yeah. Uh, come I on. I thought we proved that they did work. I thought we did, too. <laughs> Jeez. Um, he's trying to bring that back. 
Um, he's talking. Uh, he's saying stuff about people who make an annual income of forty thousand dollars a year will only have to pay forty five dollars in taxes with this new tax plan. And I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. Mm-hmm. But what that means, though, is that people who make eighty and a hundred thousand dollars a year are gonna also pay, you know, one mm. third or one fifth of the taxes that they're paying now. And I was in my car driving. <laughs> driving, listening to the you know the rehash of it that they always do. Right. And he's like, well, the way that you stimulate the economy is to not tax money and take it away from the people in the first place. And I was like, you know what, man? If you take taxes out of my paycheck, I don't really even know you're taking it. Mm-hmm. I don't really notice it's gone. Mm-hmm. Take it. Mm-hmm. Feed the hungry. Mm-hmm. House the homeless. You know, stop fighting this silly war. And redirect that whatever thirty billion dollars you're spending to change a government of a country that we really don't have any any need to do other than be, we want their oil, right? And you know because we've got to drive our SUVs and and we've got to you know drive everywhere we go no matter what you know if we walk two blocks we got or got to go two blocks away we got to drive we got to have their oil so let's just you know, redirect that money. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can, you know, fund all of that and or fund everything. You know, feed the hungry, house the homeless, do all that stuff, and then still give me a tax break. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. take it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and he said something about um, we got to make sure that we only fund our like top priorities or what you know that something to that effect. Well, what are those priorities? Bombing Oh yeah. Iraq. That's not my priority no. at all. No. That's I work for a nonprofit. If this funding if the way he wants to change the way things are funded, I may not have a job next year. Right. Right. Because we get so much government money, we get so much, you know, federal money. Um I, I don't know. It's just it was very frustrating. Well, I want to know how he's going to pay for the war. And also do all these, you know, add uh, pharmaceutical, you know, add uh, prescriptions to the right. uh, Medicare, and add uh, more research into uh, water-powered cars, and I mean all these different things. And then at the same time, didn't he like deplete the um, savings that we had? Yeah, um, holy cow! I know it's five minutes. We just got the the, the note five-minute warning. Yeah, exactly. Five minutes, please. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and you know, we're how is it? We've if already the funding has already been depleted, and he's going to be creating all these new programs. And he's how is he going to afford the the war? And he he even didn't go into talking about how much is it, this war is really going to cost us. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, to me right now, it's like you know we don't have any surplus money. How in the right. world he are we going to? He gave it all back to us for no apparent no reason. And if I ran my finances like that. You know, well, I do well, run my finances like that, right? <laughs> right. Well, well, you do. You'd have people calling you. Right. Exactly. And so it's it's like, you know. Hi, this is Michelle with the Bill Collection Agency. <laughs> exactly. Is Dan there? <laughs> exactly. Or rather, is George there? <laughs> so he owes us some money. So it's just, um, it's just really fu- frustrating to hear. I I, I want to know how much this is this really going to cost us? Oh. 
trillions of and dollars. And he was even saying that um, he's increased the budget by 4% because that's what the average income is going to increase next year due to uh, inflation. Well, <laughs> you know what? I think you're spending more than 4%, buddy. And, no kidding. And well, just, he may not be. He's just spending it in a different place. In any case, right. that's not... My right. income increasing because of inflation is not my income increasing in real dollars. Right. Especially if all the ca- ca- uh, tax c- cuts are going to be getting. Right. So <laughs> you won't be seeing that extra 4%. But also the... Um, but I also... D- I like the little cutaway because I was actually watching it on TV. And I like the little cutaway when he was talking about, you know, and increasing people's paychecks. And, you know, so therefore we have... Uh, there's going to be less tax money or whatever. And they... They cut to Hillary um, Hillary Clinton, um, and uh, she was t- said something to Joe Lieberman, and it looked like she and it looked to me what she said was if they get a paycheck like this or whatever, and I was just like, you go Hillary like this or whatever. I mean, at least she was yeah. animated enough. Lieberman's running for president. <gasps> he really did. When did he announce? I uh, last week, I think. Oh, I think wow. that's what I remember reading. I've been so out of it for the last week. I'm a little. I'm a little flip-floppy about him because he's he is you know he's all about some some civil rights in some ways um, and right. it would be awesome to have a Jewish president I support right. that wholeheartedly but he actually does really support Bush's faith-based initiatives donating and and all that stuff and I can't get behind that right right um so yes uh, is I'm a little but that's kind of neat yes kinda exactly neat, and so is Al Sharpton. Oh yes. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and um, yeah. Oh, boy. it reminds me of Jeffrey Figer running for governor. Oh man, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a very interesting couple of years. Listening to everybody. Yeah, it will. So, well, I guess it's only for a year because then they decide right, six months the before or something. Stuff. So we don't have. I mean, we won't listen to everybody for for too long. Yeah, exactly. Too long. So we're winding down. So people aren't going to be listening to us for very much longer. That's right. Only two more minutes. Two more minutes, but many, many more shows to come. That's right. We will be back here next week, same time, same place, 6 p.m., WCBN-FM, 88.3, Radio Free Ann Arbor. You've been listening to us now for an hour, and now you get to listen to... Which, and thank you very much. So this is, we're back to, uh, uh, what did it say, August 30th, uh, 2006. And just want to say thanks for listening to... Another edition of the Classics of, of Closets, and we will be live next week, uh, same place, same time. Thanks for listening. It's okay. I got something to tell you. Yeah. No, no, no. It's cool. Hey, listen. You new here? Uh-huh. You new here, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where are you from? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, listen. You know what's going on around here? You don't. You don't. Yeah. That's sure. Because ain't nothing going on. Ain't nothing. Uh-uh. Nothing going on around here. Nothing. Unless you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. 
That's the only thing happening here. The only thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, we'll see you, kid. Yeah, take care. Take care, yeah. Hey. Hey, kid. Kid. Look out. Look out. Look out. Oh. Yeah. Hello, everybody. It is six fifty nine. August 30th, and it's time for the Neon Jazz Train. Um, I'm filling in tonight for Greg Cress, and my name is Morgan, and we're going <clears> to <throat> start it all off with a Freddie Hubbard record off the Impulse um, label, and it, <clears throat> it features Curtis Fuller on uh, trombone, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet and as, as leader, uh, Tommy Flanagan on the piano, John Gilmore on tenor sax. It's one of his few dates um, outside of the Sun Ra Orchestra, who we'll probably hear later, um, there's also Art Davis on bass and uh, Louis Hayes on drums. The track we, we're going to hear is called Bob's Place. And um, if you want to make any requests uh, within the jazz realm, um, call me here at 734-763-3500. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 